and welcome. I'm Eric. And I'm John. And this is the Wikipedia Chronicles Clip Show. Part three of the Wikipedia Chronicles trip clip show. <laughs> the trip been a clip. Long, yep. long, long night. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So we are on rugby union at this point. Um, we started off at 2012 ATP China International Tennis Challenge doubles and. Um, last time we were on space and we managed to make our way down to rugby. So here we go. We got, what, 11 more here? Um, I'm thinking if we can get to drug, drugs, is there maybe people use drugs here? <laughs> maybe, maybe this is for people like, like steroids. Why can't people use drugs in this Heroin. Article? Let's cut to the chase. <laughs> Heroin's what I want. <laughs> Give me heroin. Um, the point is, is that we're now on, on this rugby union thing, and we still have a couple of our greatest hits of articles that we have uh, come across in our 100 episodes. Remaining are uh, bird watching, coin flipping, creaky voice, heroin, Yoan Queen Guzman, Lodge Band, Persecuted Banderist, Laura, Lori Erica Ruff, Simon the Cat, Snorri Sturluson, Sturk Perskerskirk, and War Scythe. I looked for a link to wars in the hope of potentially getting to War Scythes. There is no weaponry or war in this hmm. article. They mention both world wars numerous times because it is an article that concerns Britain. And you can right. bet that if there is something that involves sports and the United States or Britain, <laughs> World War II will be mentioned at least once. So I was hope I was banking on that. I was right, but it didn't do <laughs> anything. So Well maybe Um to get to coin flipping, mm-hmm. we could go to like a like the cu- World Cup or something. You know, because I feel like you're right. They would have like maybe a special coin they would mint specifically for that occasion, a la the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, right. they always make their own special coin to flip. Let's try it. Where's the World Cup of Rugby? It was down. Um, Match structure, I think I saw. Yeah, Rugby World Cup and match structure. All right, let's go. Okay, Rugby World Cup. And... Nope. No coin? No coin. But for the sake of having come to this article, the Rugby World Cup. It's a men's rugby tournament. 
contested every four years between the top international teams, first held in 1987, so still relatively new, uh, when the the uh, tournament was co-hosted by New Zealand and Australia. New Zealand are the current champions, having defeated Australia in the final of the 2015 Tournament of England. And I do remember coming across this article before, because I remember how, being amazed at how many times New Zealand was just like, yeah, we won. <laughs> New Zealand and Australia just yep, dominate they, at this uh, sport. They got it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, there's a link to Olympics and FIFA World Cup. Do you think either of those would have coin tosses in them somewhere? Possibly. What I'm looking for, though, is more along the lines of match structure. It went away. Mm. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> There's Summer Olympic Games. We could go to, I don't know, some kind of... Or History of Rugby World Cup. I don't know. Let's try that. Maybe Let's try that. they didn't have a Maybe they coin didn't have a coin, before. and they did. Maybe they drew straws at one point. All right. There is a, a coin in this article. In the word coincide. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, history of the Rugby World Cup uh, was first held. It was first held in 1987 by Australia and New Zealand, who pushed for the tournament to be approved. Since the first tournament, seven others have been held at four-year intervals. The 2015 one was won by New Zealand, as we had said before, and the cup was held from the 19th of September 2015 till the 31st of October 2015. It was held in England and Wales most recently. Hmm. So, uh, <sighs> the history of this is not not very broad, given the limited amount of times it has been played since right. its inception. And it's not broad enough to get us a coin. Hmm. Do they... Okay. Are there any countries in here that do not speak um, English? Japan. Because I'm sure it mentions uh, if there's a link to Japan. There is no link to <laughs> Japan. Is there a link to any country? Oh, France. Here we go. France. Oh, no. It takes it to the team. Team France. It's the worst kind of France. Oh, Italy. There's a link to Italy. The country of the, Italy? I'm thinking we go to Italy. We can get to language. And then we can get into some of that lodge band creaky voice. Let's do it. Let's knock off some of those. All right, Italy. You know what it is? Spaghetti, meatballs, pizza. It's the boot shape one. There we go. That's. We don't country. know what Italy is. I can't help you. Yeah, we're still back to that square. There are some of these things we'll be able to describe, and there are some of these things that, please, please, just know this already. I, yeah. I don't. I mean, I mean, okay. All right. It was a kingdom. Uh, very recently, like you know, up until the mid 1800s, it was a whole bunch of city states still, still very much in the way that uh, you learned about it is, as being in the Renaissance with you know the Medici family and what have you. Not necessarily the Medici family still there, but there was no unification of it as a country until 1861, and obviously that didn't do- go so good because they ended up on the losing side of World War II. And um, but since that point. 
they have had huge, huge industrialization. It's been very rapid, and uh, they are now one of the most successful countries in the world. Uh, very high standard of living, very high uh, gross uh, uh, per capita income compared to a lot of countries. Still not great because they are so industrialized. They're kind of one of those countries that sees diminishing returns on that. They have so many people and so much industry that there is a fair amount of corruption in between the ultra-rich and the not-so-ultra-rich. Per capita income is 36 grand, so... <laughs> it's not, not you know, fantastic, but uh, really good historical country, home to 51 heritage sites, the most in the world, and that's because, of course, all roads lead to Rome, its capital. But do you know what they speak in Italy? Italian. And that is a language. So, Italian language... It's that one that I can't speak. That's that's true. It's um, that one that I also <laughs> can't speak. It is a it Latin is, derivative language. Yep, it is a romance language. Now, if we can find the link to language as a whole. Ooh, we got long consonants here. Um, phonology... I mean, we have links to every kind of language you could imagine, except for just, like, plain old vanilla language. <laughs> Everything in here hmm. is definitely... I think they'd link to language at least once, you know? You know, you would think that, but increasingly I'm thinking we should stop thinking that. <laughs> um, the Romance languages are linked to numerous times... So that Ooh. might be a good place to go to. There's language family. That's a link. That sounds like it could be something. Language family? It's on the side. There it is. That'll work. That'll do. All right. Language family. A group of languages. Guess what languages is? It's language. a link. <laughs> it's language. You know. <laughs> So, language family is a group of languages related through descent from a common ancestral language or parental language. So, you got Latin, then you got your French, Italian, English, etc. This is what you get when you live broadcast. <laughs> you, get, you get your ambulances going through. Man, madame, ambulances. Man, madame, ambulances. Alright, so... Uh, Alright, so we're just going to language then? Or should we see if... Uh, I think language is going to be our best bet here. Unless there's like uh, invented languages. No, that would be under language probably. Alright, language? Um, yeah, language. And if you don't know what language is... <laughs> You speak it. Yep. It's a means of communication. It's All the right. only way you can communicate, really, in one form or well, another. You know, uh, Sturkperk Skurskirk is a thing that we can probably get to from here, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
And I think uh, that might be one of the better options we've got right now. To get, I mean, like, we can get there pretty quick. All we gotta do is go to, like, check or whatever it is. Oh, yeah, it was. Oh, I think it was that. So we wanna do, like, Indo European. Because that would go to Germanic. Well, we need to go to language families, because, like, that's where that would be at. It's a tongue twister from one of those. It's, one, it's either Slovakian yeah. or Czech. It's one of the two. So we got to go to, looking at this map, it looks like we got to go to Indo-European. I Where think. Where is this map here? The, the map of families. The language family map there. It's one of the first ones you come across. It's a multicolored map of the world. You're still in language families? Mm-hmm. Okay. Or languages. Either one has it. Pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Principal language families of the world. Yeah. The map. Okay. So the check... Well, Slovakia is like right by Germany. It's definitely Indo-European. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Czech. I mean, it just sounds like it. Like all those C's and Z's. Yeah. Like, who else would it be? So from the language article, all we gotta do is find Germanic languages. Eh? And go to there. I think. But maybe we're thinking too broad here. Maybe if we go to vowel, we can get there without all the extra runaround. Why would going to vowel get us to something that doesn't have vowels in it. Because that's how I got there before. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you know what? That, <laughs> that is that's uh, maybe a pretty good argument there. <laughs> Alright. There's a link to vowels in here. Let's go to vowel. Okay, we're going to vowel. Uh, phonetics uh, vowel is a spoken sound in a language with two competing definitions and more common phonetic definition a vowel is a sound pronounced with an open vocal tract so your ah ooh e things uh, basically or so the m. tongue does not touch the lips teeth or roof of mouth or mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. as we learned before m is vowel technically 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 speaking the vowel of m but you know what doesn't have vowels Kirk, which is is somewhere in here. <laughs> words consisting of words without vowels. Um, Zero consonants. Words without consonants. There it is. Skirt. Uh, yeah. Oh, it is. Wait. There it is. Czech and Slovak. Either I or R can stand in for vowels. Um, a particularly long word without vowels is kedverthurst, meaning quarter handful, with two syllables, one for each R. 
Whole sentences can be made from such words, such as skurst burst or strut pursed skurs kirk, meaning stick a finger through your neck. <laughs> Which is such a weird <laughs> saying. Yes, it is. But yeah. So strict pursed skurs kirk. Stick a finger through your throat is what it means. The sentence is well known for being a semantically and syntactically sound clause without a single vowel, the nucleus of each symbol being a syllabic R, a common feature amongst many Slavic languages. It is often used as an example of such a phrase when learning Czech or Slovak as a foreign language. Mm-hmm. So, from here, can we get back to language and try to find invented languages and get to LodgeBand? Yes. Question. I think we should take Tongue Twister. Ah, okay. Okay, so Tongue Twister. And from there can take sign language. Now, uh, tongue twister is a phrase that is designed to be difficult to articulate properly and can be used as a type of spoken or sung word game. Some tongue twisters produce results that are humorous or humorously vulgar when they are mispronounced, while others simply rely on the confusion and mistakes of the speaker for their amusement value. It's a fun little uh, alliteration without tongue twisting. Although many tongue twisters are, use alliteration to make them difficult to speak, there are other uses of alliteration that do not result in tongue twisters. For example, There's a train at 4.04, said Miss Jenny. Four tickets I'll take. Have you any? Said the man at the door. Not four for 4.04. For 4.04... For 4.04, four, 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 oh, four is too many. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. That is a tough one. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Okay. Alright, so I'm thinking if we do sign language, we can get back to language. Alright, sign language. Alright. The sign language is in and of itself an invented language. We may not even have to go full uh, way back. There you go. Okay. Hmm. Manually coded language. Oh. I don't know if we're going to find uh, invented language here. Perhaps not. It doesn't seem like we have uh, successfully bridged that gap. Yeah. Might just have to go back to language. And then forward to... <laughs> uh, Figure out a new invented. way over to invented languages. <sighs> That seems like the best option. Let's go that way. Okay, so language. Which we already threw. We already told you. You should know what it means. Back off. Okay, so. How to get there. I wonder if there is a list of languages. There should be in that. Lists of languages. Oh, okay, well, there we go. (laughs) There's one. Just lists of languages and one list of languages by total number of speakers. Well, nobody's going to go around speaking Lodgeban. True. But it could be notable low number of speakers. That's true. But lists of languages, I guess, is more... What exactly what we're looking for? Yeah. 
Alright, so lists of languages. So, index of language articles. <laughs> oh, no. That sounds like a... Uh, sounds like a cheat. Yeah. It sounds like something we could do. I think so. Um, is LaunchBand a constructed language? Because there yes, is a list of constructed It is a constructed language. language, yes. Okay, list of constructed languages then. Yep, there we go. The following yeah. is a list of notable constructed languages. Const uh, divided into auxiliary, ritual, engineered, and artistic, including fictional languages. Okay, so engineered languages. LodgeBand. Oh, wait. There it is. Yeah, LodgeBand. LodgeBand is an engineered language. Mm -hmm. LodgeBand has a logo, if you didn't which know. Is, which is neat. <laughs> almost like it's like a gender of some sort. Yeah. But it's like really confused. <laughs> it's like trying to be too inclusive. <laughs> it's two circles and then two arrows. Going opposite directions. So, yeah. The, uh, let's see. LodgeBand is supposed to be like super easy. That's like the whole point of it is that it's very, I don't know, not like unambiguous, mm -hmm. and everything is meant to be very, I don't know, simple. It has seven vowels or six vowels and seventeen consonants. Um, so what is down to a cool 23? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, so, so we have some example sentences here, like, me prammy do, which means I love you, and then me do prammy, if you switch two of the words, is by me you are loved, and then do see prammy me, you are loved by me, do me, do me see prammy, you I love Prammy fa me do loved by me you are and Prammy do fa me or see Prammy fa do me is love you I do so there you go there's some examples for you yeah because apparently it's a really efficient logical language or something well yeah lodge Log logical ban ban on logic <laughs> So, um, so what we need. We still want to knock out. Try to knock out creaky voice while we're yeah. doing, like, going through linguistic things. Yeah, while we're in the area. The thing is, is I don't remember. Use creaky voice is like a a type of speech. Like, ooh, tonal. Tonal's in here. Tonal is in here. That could get us in the right area. Because then we can at least go back to like speech. Mm-hmm. The speech in here. Let's let's cut to the chase. The speech here. Speech is in this article a couple of times. I think it's not, a link. Yeah. No. But tonal. Yeah, tonal. Tonal fitness workout. <laughs> linguistics. Perfect. Okay. Tonal tone linguistics. All right. So we might be able to get creaky voice right in this article. Oh creaky yeah. Creaky is right in there. there. How do you like that? Okay. All oh. right. Well, yeah. Tone linguistics. What is it? Well, tone is the use of pitch in language to distinguish lexical or grammatical meaning. That is, to distinguish or to inflect on words. 
All verbal languages use pitch to express emotional and other paralinguistic information and to convey emphasis, contrast, and other such features in what is called intonation. But not all languages use tones to distinguish words or their inflections analogously to consonants and vowels. Languages that do have this feature are called tonal languages. The distinctive tone patterns of such a large of such a language are sometimes called tonemes by analogy with phonemy. Tonal languages are extremely common in Africa, East Africa, and Mexico, but rare elsewhere in Asia and in Europe, as many as 70% of the world's languages may be tonal. Uh-huh. They may be. <laughs> you just don't know. How about that? Well, on to Creaky Voice. This is that one that sounds like it should be like... But I think, yeah, it's a. Uh, 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 I forget exactly uh, how we did it. But it's very glottal, yeah, kind of thing. It's a really weird sound. Yeah. Uh, technically speaking, it's the phonation in which the artenoid cartilages in the larynx are drawn together, and as a result, the vocal folds are compressed rather tightly, becoming relatively slack and compact. Hmm. They normally vibrate irregularly at 20 to 50 pulses per second, about two octaves below the frequency of normal voicing, and the airflow through the glottis is very slow. Although creaky voice may occur with very low pitch, as at the end of a long intonation unit, it can also occur with a higher pitch, which was the weird one, I think. Right. We listened to the high the, to the uh, high register one, and that mm. was... Oh, boy. Okay, I'm seeing in here the word stod, which has a, one of those circles with the slashes through it. I see the stod. And that circle with the slash is in the name Stor- Snorri Sturluson, or at least in that article. Oh, so I'm getting chills. So I'm thinking... Well, he was we a law man. That's yes, he was. Let's, let's, let's go... All right, so let's go to stod. stod. Is he Swedish? Yes, Swedish. That's what it is. Or so Norwegian. We... Oh, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I think he was Norwegian. I want to say he was a Nor... Because he was in the... What was it? The family? The... What's the, it called? Um, Stad... Not a Stad. I, it, was def- I, uh, it was definitely Norwegian. It was a weird about, family like, unit that was a government. Norse mythology. I think he helped to... Popularize that. Yeah, he's not Swedish. He's Norwegian. Okay. Okay. So, Stad. Stad. What is Stad? It is a suprasegmental unit of Danish phonology, which in its most common form is a kind of creaky voice, uh-huh. but may also be realized as a glottal stop, uh- above all in emphatic pronunciation. Ooh. Some dialects of Southern Danish realize Stad is a in a way which is more similar to the tonal word accents of Norwegian and Swedish. And in, in much of Zealand... Zealand? Not New Zealand, the old one. The old Zealand. The old, good old Zealand. Apparently, old Zealand is Denmark. Many Zealands ago. I didn't know there was an old Zealand, even though I knew there was a new one. So... Um, it is regularly realized as something reminiscent of a glottal stop. Um, so, yeah. There you go. 
Some kind of weird thing. Hooray for languages. <laughs> On to Norway. Norwegian. Oh, no, not oh, Norwegian. Norwegian language. All right. well, well, it's we're, from Norway. We're getting there. Okay, Norway. Right? Yeah. Nori. Because Snorri is not in here. Yeah. Norway for Snorri. Norway. Well, Norwegian language, uh, you know, it's a, language. Lang- it's a language. I mean, we can't speak it right now, so. It's a language from the Nordic people. It is spoken in Norway yep. by Norwegians. It's a language the Norwegians speak in Norway. Yep. Sufficient description. <laughs> we can go. All right, Norway is a place in Europe area, northern Europe area. It is in the land of Sweden and Finland and all that stuff up there, the Scandinavian Peninsula. So, yeah. Let's see if we got Snorri. No Snorri. Let's see if we got Law Speaker. No. Let's see if we got Civil Law System. No. Judiciary of Norway, maybe? What was that thing called? There was a specific... The, the thing. It was that literally was, the thing. Yeah, there was the all thing. And there was the thing. It would be in the migration period of Norway, it looks like. That's where oh. the... Oh, okay, here. Migration period. Um, okay, there's not a link to things, but it does mention them. It says the thing meeting places. Oh, no, there's, there's a link. Is there? Under migration period, second paragraph, these states, uh, each of these small states had things. It was highlighted by my finding. Yeah, so so it it just ended up. All right, so, on to things. We've talked about this in a previous episode, but a thing is where people get together and they talk about things. Things. (laughs) (laughs) The meeting place was called a thingstead. It was a folk meeting. Yeah. Uh, basically kind of like a town council. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, it's like their court system kind of in the old days. And do we have Snorri right from here? No, because we can go to law speaker but to get Snorri. Laws, yeah, we have to go to law speaker. And the law speaker is, of course, a unique Scandinavian legal office. It has its basis in a common Germanic oral tradition where wise men were asked to recite the law. But it was only in Scandinavia that the function evolved into an office. Hmm. Two of the most famous law speakers were Snorri Sturluson and Borgnir, <laughs> the law speaker. I guess that's a B. I don't actually it's know what B that is. It's a and a P at the same time. Borgnir. 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 <laughs> I, there's no good way to do it. The point is, Snorri! Snorri! Snorri Strolson. The best-named person who had an unfortunate life, but also a cool life. But, yeah, he, he, he did a little bit of both. Yeah, he was like a law speaker, and he was a writer. He wrote a bunch of stuff that got popular. Um, he became the, the Norwegian equivalent to a knight, which was a... Scuttlesven, Svein, um, which was a scuttlebutt, <laughs> and he befriended a king who ended up kind of betraying him a little bit, and 
uh, everybody kind of wanted to kill him because they didn't agree with his law speaking. And then uh, they sent out to assassinate him. And one of his friends sent him a, uh, a warning, but he couldn't decipher the runes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was... He, he got a letter in cipher runes, and he could not understand them, and so he was assassinated shortly after. So, it's unfortunate. You got the warning in your hand, but just because you don't understand it, you go ahead and die. Shameful. Yeah. Uh, Poor Snorri. Snoring on the job. <laughs> All right. So he really, he really deserves a, a movie about him. He would have a really epic story. Speaking of epic stories, what we need to do at this point is find a way to get to a couple of things that are getting increasingly <laughs> further and further apart. We've gotten yeah. through these nice little pockets of similar topics we had. Yeah. From Snorri, I think... One of the best options we have is probably Warside. That's what I was thinking. But I maybe Warside is actually too modern. <laughs> it could be. Um, if we find some kind of weapon in here, it might might help. Yeah. Well, what if know. we look at a war? We gotta go to a or gorilla. Like gor 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 like gorillas. Gorilla, not gorilla. Yeah, let's do that. Let's try that. I think that's our best. Guerrilla warfare is a form of regular warfare in which a small group of combatants, such as a paramilitary personnel, armed civilians, or irregulars, use military tactics, including ambushes, sabotage, raids, petty warfare, hit-and-run tactics, and mobility, to fight a larger and less mobile traditional military. Alright. So, weapons. Um... Okay. This is actually the entire idea of a weapon. <laughs> Alright, so we got weapon. So, so you know what a weapon is. It's a thing that you use with the intentional intention to harm somebody else. Um, the whole point of a weapon is to damage another person. Or thing. Or thing. There are weaponized lasers, viruses, That's true. hunting rifles. Generally, you're using it for some kind of, um, I guess, offensive maneuver. Yes. Or defensive, I guess you could say. I guess you could. Um, all right, so are we going to find War Scythe in swords? Definitely edge weaponry if we can or get it. prehistoric. I don't think History of weapons. I don't think prehistoric. <laughs> I got to... I gotta think edge that, weaponry here. Period. End of sentence. It's gotta be it. Okay. Well, swords at the very least should get us to. <laughs> that'll get us pretty close. All right. Well, yeah. We'll get to edge weaponry. Okay. So swords. You know what a sword is? It's a long, sharp thing with a handle. You can um, hold it, and then you you take the end that you don't hold, and you put it into the thing you don't want to <laughs> exist no more. So, bladed weapon. Or, before we move on, war... Okay. 
Bladed weapon. <laughs> what? All right. Bladed weapon. Leads us to what, the... what is this? <laughs> this we have is... to go back. Undang it. Uh, un... Can you play that sound effect in reverse? I think that... so. Okay. Well, we're going to try right, doing we're that. We're going to undang. <laughs> um... Bladed weapon because we're I feel not like allowed. we've gone to bladed weapon before. And since we have done so, uh, one of the people who listens to our podcast for the purposes of editing Wikipedia has descended upon it and said, "No, <laughs> that is um, not what you can do." Well, well, now what? <laughs> <laughs> Scimitar, maybe? I don't know. Is that close? Edge weapon, please. Nope. Don't get a link to that. Um, Curved. Scythe. Wow, that really threw us threw us for a loop. <laughs> well, hold on. Let's not lose hope. Let's go to sword disambiguation. Oh, okay. Or, or, or. Before we go to that. Okay. Why not try dagger? Mm. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Let's go dagger. Alright. Dagger. Is a type of knife. Kind of, you know, pointy, pointy, a small sword. That's what it is. In case you don't know. Um, ooh, maybe close combat? Possibly. Uh, ooh, spears. Uh, I feel like. Uh, oh, down at the bottom. Blade. Let's go to Blade. Blade, okay. See also, Blade. A blade is the portion of a tool, weapon, or machine, aha, <laughs> that, is a, that is designed to puncture, chop, slice, or scrape surfaces or materials. A uh, blade may be made from a flaking stone such as flint, metal, usually steel, ceramic, or other material. Blades are one of humanity's oldest tools and continue to be used for combat, Food preparation and other purposes. Pre-modern list of pre-modern combat weapons. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's do that. All right. So this is gonna be a list, so it's not gonna be very. No. There it is. Got it. War scythe. It's a list of pre-modern combat weapons, and war scythe is in there. We made it more size or military size. A form of pole weapon with a curved, single-edged blades. Good old war size. Mm-hmm. Bears some appearance to uh, an agricultural side, but the blade is much more like directed at like being. It's basically like an axe with a dent in it. <laughs> is what it looks like. Yeah, this thing is pretty brutal. Pretty awesome though. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. I can see why it wasn't like the most effective thing though, because like you would really have to swing that thing and it had to be really sharp for it to do like you would have to be very precise and hope nothing else happened. Yeah. It would be a great thing for reaping plants, not so much for reaping people. <laughs> like you can't really chop a bunch of people's heads off that way. That's not gonna that's not gonna work to <laughs> slice through people. But I mean, I I think it was it was a primarily a defensive weapon anyway. It wasn't meant for doing anything but getting people off your face. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Do we, let's uh, 
move farming maybe get us to walking Guzman? Oddly enough. <laughs> yeah. Or heroin? I don't know. Who knows at this point? Yep. Yep, let's go. Okay, farm. That's what it brings us to. Now, farm is a place that is a agri that is devoted to agricultural processes, primarily with the uh, idea that it can produce food or other crops. Right. So okay. That's where you get your vegetables, your fruits, your dairy, your pigs, your poultry. But it also is where you get natural fibers like cotton, biofuel like uh, ethanol, and other commodities. Ranches, feedlots, and orchards all contain are all contained underneath this category. They are all considered to be farms. Hmm. Fortunately, I'm not seeing drugs anywhere on here. What I'm looking for is farming culture. Hmm. Not to be confused with the agriculture. <laughs> farms around the world. Americas. Paragraphs. Asia. Paragraphs, Australia. Paragraphs, Europe. Some sentences, Africa. Nothing. <laughs> There's just a subheading for Africa, in case Africa has anything they want to say <laughs> about farms. Just, just FYI, Africa. <laughs> Whenever you get around to it. Oh, it's a shame that they don't have a link to Mexico or something. Well, they do have a link to the uh, Americas. Ah, that's true. The whole Americas, yeah, we could do that. Is there wait? Is there a link to Americas? Uh oh. Uh. There is America. No. But they do say that there are ranches. Are ranches specifically? I don't know. But there's a there's a there's a picture of a farm near Clingerstown, Pennsylvania. There we go. Let's do it. Pennsylvania. That gets us in the Americas. Pennsylvania. It is a state located in the northeastern and mid-Atlantic regions of the United States. The Appalachians Mountains runs through its middle, and the Commonwealth borders Delaware to the southeast, Maryland to the south, West Virginia to the southwest, Ohio to the west, Lake Erie and the Canadian province of Ontario to the northwest, New York to the north, and New Jersey to the east. 33rd largest and 5th most populous, with the ninth most densely populated concentrated population in the United States of the 50 states. The state's five most populous cities are, in order, Philadelphia with 1.5 million, Pittsburgh with 300,000, Allentown with 118,000, Erie with 100,000, and Reading with 89,000. The state capital and its ninth largest city is Harrisburg. Pennsylvania has 140 miles of shoreline along Lake Erie and the Delaware Estuary. Wait, we have shoreline along the Delaware Estuary? <laughs> I guess that's technically the Philadelphia area? I didn't realize that was shoreline. Mm. I thought it was just a river still at that point. So do we go to the United States? Yes. Okay. Go back out to United States. And then the United States is a country uh, composed of 50 states, a federal district, five major self-governing territories, and various possessions. 48 of the 50 states and the federal district are contiguous and located in North America between Canada and Mexico. The state Mexico. of Alaska is in the northwest corner of America, bordered by Canada to the east and across the Bering Strait from Russia to the west. The state of Hawaii is in the archipelago in the mid-Pacific Ocean. Okay. Mexico! <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know where Mexico is. It's right below United States, and it has Mexican people in it. And 
And it's a place that does things. Drug cartels. Um, let's see. Mexican drug war. Drug cartels. Mexican drug war. Let's keep it specific to Mexico. <clears throat> and let's see if we can't heroin. <laughs> there we go. Heroin. <laughs> In the Mexican drug war. From the Mexican drug war. And also we have, I'm pretty sure... Uh, you know, in the Joaquin, yeah, Joaquin Guzman, Guzman is in here too. If we go to him, he probably do, did stuff with heroin. With heroin. So, so Joaquin Guzman, and then heroin. Then we're like, wow. All right, man, we're knocking these out. All right, so Mr. Guzman. Oh, this is El Chapo. That's right. The guy who definitely, definitely needs a movie made about him. Yes. Steven Sonnerbaugh <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. Um, he has absolutely one of the most ridiculous lives. With all his escapes from jail and just so much craziness. And The fact of the matter is, is the craziest part is his beginnings where he was just in like a rural yeah. town in Mexico. He was just, like, helping out his dad farming, and... He got involved with his uncle, who did, like, drug farming of some sort. Yeah. And uh, eventually, like, he didn't really get involved with the criminal aspect of it until eventually he was just... He just happened to be really good at it. Right. And, um... It was weird to us because we realized, you know, through reading how he grew this cartel... And how, for the most part, until the very end, it wasn't really all that bloody. Yeah. It was, this guy had a real talent for business in general and could have put his, if he had known things about stuff that was not growing drugs, <laughs> that he would have had a completely different, completely different, like, life story, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, like, it's, I feel like there was something. There was something almost redemptive about him. I remember the standoff. Yeah, like, it started off like his life was kind of, like, he had some, like, the way it's structured in here is, like, starts off, like, with the now, and you see the escape, and it's, like, ridiculous, and then you kind of go back in time a little bit, and then, it, like, as you go back to the beginning, it becomes, like, much more dramatic. Yeah, like, if you... Start with him being arrested now. Go back through the other uh, uh, escapes from prison. You can just use kind of see the evil just whittle away yeah. into this guy who was just kind of was just misguided and was honestly just like a good farmer and a good businessman. Yeah. And from here we have a direct link to heroin. The heroin of our podcast this episode that puts <laughs> us way up over the top. Is two for. Nice and easy. And so you know what heroin is. It's a drug. Um, It's an opiate. And uh, they used to use it as medicine. And it was actually a, like, uh, trademarked name, I believe. Right? Yeah. I mean, uh, the use of opium poppy was cultivated 
in the Mesopotamian region as long ago as 3400 BC, mm. but diamorphine, the more popular form of heroin, was first synthesized in 1874 by a C.R. Alder Wright, an English chemist working at St. Mary's Hospital School in London. Wright's invention did not lead to any further developments, and dimorphine became popular only after it was independently resynthesized by another chemist, Felix Hoffmann, who was working at Bayer in Germany. Ah, uh, yeah, Bayer. And then Bayer took it and made it into uh, over-the-counter, over-the-counter <laughs> heroin. And that was how we got a lot of drug problems in this country. <laughs> And, I mean, you want to know why we have such an anti-drug culture compared to other countries? It's because we basically, uh, along with Germany, praised the uh, corporation that was giving us heroin yeah. for years. <laughs> we still do. I mean, we yeah. still are like, oh, they're the name brand Aspen. Gotta go to Bayer. <laughs> Gotta give them more money. They haven't messed up an entire population. They haven't messed up an entire generation. <laughs> Heroin addiction was a bad thing too, because they became heroin became the main painkiller right before World Wars, and yeah. morphine was just like the the trick of the trade for so many major operations after a certain point in history, and it was so highly addictive that there was such a there was a huge problem of getting people off of it. Still is if we st- if we if you resort to using it, like it's super effective, but yeah, it's, it's tricky stuff. See, <laughs> it's gonna be a tough transition from these to the others. Uh, we're going to have to think very creatively to get from. <laughs> Maybe. Wait a minute. Musicians. Musicians? What do you mean, musicians? Obviously, musicians use drugs. If we can get to music, maybe we can get to Hurdy Gurdy. And maybe we can get <laughs> to Prosecuted Banderists? Maybe. We're just flipping some coins here, aren't we? Alright, so <laughs> let's just go to Guns N' Roses, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. There's not a direct link to musician. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. Brown uh, for the song uh, "Mr. Brownstone," which I guess is what heroin would be in a stone form. So Guns N' Roses is that band with Axl Rose at the head, Slash and the guitar, and some other guys, and they play a lot of good songs in the '80s. They had a hit album "Appetite for Destruction." Um, yep. You know who they are. Don't pretend like you don't. Give me some reggae! Yeah. He was the guy who asked for reggae. (laughs) Just FYI. Alright, so... Instrument, maybe? Uh, musician's not in here? Let's see, musician... Maybe not as... A link. Not as a link. Not as a link. Instruments? Um, maybe guitar. Okay, then you then need to put a lot more links to things. <laughs> Drums. 
83 mentions of a guitar, and there's not one link. Are you kidding? Okay. Let's try this way. Rock. Look at the look at the genre. Let's go to the genre. Let's just go to the genre of hard rock. Alright, so hard rock. The hardest of rock. The opposite of soft rock. Um, okay, so we got some instruments here. Um, we have electric guitars, bass guitar, and drums, pianos, and keyboards. Probably this. I mean, we could go to any of those, and then yeah, go back to instruments. All right, yeah. Let's go. Let's go electric guitar, and then we'll go to instrument. And then from there. Okay. Yeah. You know what a guitar is. Don't pretend like you stringed instrument. You pluck it. It makes noises. All right. Is strings hurdy in stringed instrument. Are we going to stringed instrument from here? Yep. Well, you know what a guitar is. Yeah, that's right. That thing you strum. Oh, you're right, you're right. Uh, I know. <laughs> I have an idea. Hurdy gurdy is Hurdy gurdy is in here. All right. The hurdy gurdy is You know is what another. a stringed instrument is? There's a bunch of them. Hurdy gurdy is one, and it produces a sound by a crank that's turned. Rosened wheel rubbing against the strings. So basically, the wheel is like the violin bow. If you look right. at the violin, the bow is being pulled across the strings. The wheel runs across all of the strings at the same time. But then there are keys on the neck of this instead of the violin, where you would have to like put your fingers on various parts of the neck to make different notes. There's already keys built in to go across all the strings and make different sounds. Mm-hmm. And... and there is persecuted the persecuted banderists. Got him. Yeah. So, <laughs> once again, these persecuted banderists. We've talked about them twice already on this podcast. And but, we won't stop talking about them now <laughs> because what a weird story it was. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Persecuted banderists. Persecuted banderists, the... Uh. People who were banned in 1876 in Imperial Russia, <laughs> where there was a law passed to prevent music in the Ukrainian language. So blind street musicians who played these hurdy-gurdies, such as the Kabzars, turned to the street for sustenance because they, you know, weren't allowed to play, you know, in any sort of professional capacity anymore. And so they were treated like beggars. The Ukrainian population, uh, if they supported them, were be, or would find would, they would they'd be arrested and have their and then uh, banders as well would have their instruments destroyed if they were arrested. Mm-hmm. The restrictions and brutal prosecution halted only in 1902, after a special delegation was sent to the Ministry of Internal Affairs from the Imperial Archaeological Society, and that wasn't the end of it because as soon as uh, the establishment of Soviet power showed back up. Then they started to gather them all up, put them in. They, they, they sent out, they went to all the trouble of gathering, sending out invitations to all these blind guys. You can think about how many, like, how hard that would have been pre-Braille, for one thing. And all the blind guys went to, like, one place thinking they were going to be welcomed back for a concert, and then they killed a whole bunch of them all at once. It was so... <laughs> it's just... 
Why? So <laughs> unnecessary. Like, do you think... Uh, I don't understand why... just doesn't make any sense. But it's not like a library, guys. It's music. It's different. It's not really like passing on a whole, whole lot <laughs> of... I mean, it's a very valuable cultural institution. Music does have a lot of culture, and it do not get me wrong, but oh my word. <laughs> There's just no call for it. It just doesn't make sense, man. It just doesn't make any sense. Alright, well, we got four left. You think we should call it a night and then... We can revisit we'll, we'll the rest. Start it up again on yeah. another day. Yep. So we'll end episode three of or part three of the one hundredth episode celebration uh, clip show with persecuted banderists all the way from rugby union. So So that was some serious progress we made on yeah, that. Yeah, oh yeah, that absolutely. Was a big, that was a big leap. Yeah, because we were we were at a... See, yeah, we we got at least like half of what we had left and yeah. more out of the yeah. way. Wait, I think the first time we had four, next time we had five, and then we had six or seven. I think we seven. did. I think we did six or seven this time because we got Warside Story, Persecuted Banderists, uh, Yokling Guzman, Heroin. Do we do Creaky Voice this time as well? Uh, yes. Yes, we did. And we started at Rugby Union, right? Yeah. So that's, uh... That was the whole... Yeah, that was that was six. So that's pretty good. We're doing all right. Oh, we did Lodge but, Band, too. Yeah, we did Lodge Band. So seven. Yeah. Yeah, we got a... We did. We did it we pretty did. solid. Yeah. Now we have the impossible task of bird watching, coin flipping, Lori, Erica Ruff, and Simon K. But we will revisit that another day. Yeah. So, all right. To be continued. Come back for part four. And hopefully the final part. Hopefully the final part, yes. (laughs) But we'll see. No promises.